0: It's my real name. I wasn't born Roger Jones. I'm... Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and
1: beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl, and she works in a library, yeah, standing there behind the counter. With all the problems that I encounter Helps me find Hemingway Helps me find Jeanne Helps me find Rectar Ngā mai,
0: haere mai, kia ora, and welcome to our Books and Beyond Literary Lounge Matariki special with Alison and Inika brought to you from our home studios Kia ora Inika Kia ora Alison Mā nā a Mātariki. Happy Mātariki. Hey, what a great time of year. These clear, crisp days are just perfect for viewing the Mātariki cluster of stars. But I've got a hot tip for you all. You need to be outside before the sun rises. Yeah. We we were out there early this morning. We had cups of tea, hot water bottles. It was really Beautiful. Oh, you're
1: so good, Alison. I mean, You've you always been an early bird from way back, right? That's true. <laughs> you know, I'm a night owl, a night roo-roo. <laughs> but I, I do think I'm going to try and put my big girl pants and maybe also my big coat on and give it a go this year.
0: Yeah, you'll need a, a coat. Gee, it was chilly. Chilly out there this morning.
1: <laughs> so clear, yeah. Now, um, some of our listeners might be wondering if we're actually a bit late to the party with this episode. But um, since we've you know already had the long weekend when this one goes out on air, well, you know, if you're not aware of it, the good news is that Matariki 2022 is actually celebrated over nearly four weeks. So it's own, its own little mini season. Now in Tamaki Makaurau, Auckland, um, local iwi, Ngāti Whātua, Orake are partnering with Auckland Council to ha, um, put on a programme of Matariki events. And that's happening from the 21st of June um, through, through until the 16th of July. So if you visit um, their website, that's nz, you can find
0: out what's on and where in your community. Yeah. Now, I was having a a bit of a look through the schedule, and there's so much on offer. We've got exhibitions, light trails, kapahaka, community planting, craft sessions, workshops, and heaps more. Mm. But um, if you're sticking close to home through this time, there's um, online experiences so that you can learn about um, Matariki at a time that suits you, and um, also in your own rohe or area, and, um, a lot of our libraries are having their own Matariki events and displays. So do pop in, see what's happening, and, um, top up that bed sta- bedside stack of books. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah, and look, as you know, there's um, online key reading at- and activity challenges for kids and teens running throughout the July school holidays. And yep, it's nearly that time of year again too, if you can believe it, <laughs> which I can't. I can't
1: either. <laughs> okay, well, we've done lots of the beyond now, so let's get on to the books. Um, today, we'll be featuring a selection of books from um, our refreshed Matariki book lists for 2022, and um, our book lists have been created by our awesome um, Kaimahi, or colleague, Maureen Ned, Fakatapoko um, She is our Senior Librarian for Collection Management, and um, we really want to... Um, her selection she's made a beautiful choices thank you so much for all your recommendations maureen
0: yeah, thanks, Maureen. She's a great friend to us. So first cab off uh, Maureen's um, book rank for <laughs> is um, a, a new book by Kirsten Parkinson and Kitty Brown, and it's called Matariki. So it um, has a number of sections. So we've got um, how how can we celebrate Matariki? Let's look to the stars. Moma remembering our past. Tia Tatayo caring for our environment, and Te Tanga, connecting with our people. So this book um, explores the nine stars of Matariki and tells us what they signify, and it uses rich, detailed illustrations and a simple bilingual text. There's some gorgeous double-spread illustrations that represent each star with the name of the star, um, and so we've got Beautiful scenes like the veggie garden, we've got food harvested from the ground, lovely blustery scene of two tamariki under brollies and splashing in puddles. That's um, for the Waipuna Arangi Um, and that one signifies rainfall which we get a lot of at this Hmm. time of year. So there's lots of opportunities here for parents and younger children to interpret and discuss their own ideas and experiences. There's um, notes in the second half of the book that's got lots of info and suggestions on how to celebrate Matariki in different ways. So the text is primarily in Te Reo Māori, but it does include some um, of the... Uh, ngai tahu or Kaitahu dialect, and it includes some English as well. Now, our authors, Kitty Brown and Kirsten Parkinson, they're Kaitahu and they're cousins from Aote Pote, Dunedin, and um, they've created that popular Rio Pepe series of board books, um, which you'll find in our libraries. Um, and with this Pukapuka, puka, they share some of what their whanau practice at Matariki, and they offer lots of ideas and inspiration to make your Matariki sparkle. So it's a really good one. Yeah, it's a bit special, this book. Um, the It only just has the one word per
1: spread of illustration, and um, I think that they did that. The wordless, more or less wordless format, um, specifically to kind of open up those conversations in this corridor. So lovely to share. Now our next one is probably um, for a slightly older audience, and this is uh, Matariki Around the World, A Cluster of Stars, A Cluster of Stories. And this is by Professor Rangi Matamua and Miriam Kamo and it was published just this year in 2022. Now this one is about 80 pages long, um, and it's a collection of short stories, um, so this one really is focusing on the Matariki cluster. Um, and this is, um, you might know it as Pleiades in other parts of the world, um, but it's actually known by many, many different names. And it's seen and celebrated by many cultures around the world. So this book um, has 21 stories and nine of them highlight the Maori um, Matariki stars and the stories behind that. And others reference stories about the same cluster from different cultures. So you're traveling um, through the Pacific Islands to Australia. There's stories from Asia, the Americas, Europe and Africa. Now, Maori astronomer Professor Rangi Matamua, who's Ngai Tuhui, is a star himself. I mean, he's done so much work to bring wider public attention to the importance of Matariki over many years now. Um, I believe this is his first book aimed at children. Um, but you can find his books for adults as well in our libraries, uh, including Matariki, the Star of the Year, and the Te Reo Māori edition, Matariki Te Whetu, Tapu O Te Tau, in our libraries. Now, his um, collaborator on this book, Mariyama Kamo, of course, you'll know her from television and radio and many other spheres. Um, now, she's also got uh, her own picture book for younger kids, which came out uh, three, three or four years ago now called The Stolen Stars of Matariki and that was actually the first picture book to feature the eighth and ninth stars of Matariki which are Pohutukawa and Hiwa Iturangi. Now uh, this particular book um, has a double spread, it shows each of the nine stars in relation to each other and it's also got a useful guide to the maramataka or the lunar calendar and this is uh, one that's really good to know a bit more about. Um, it provides guidance on the right time to complete certain activities and also days when um, your energy might be higher or lower, and that might help to you to guide your activities on those days too. Now, our newest official holiday is going to shift each year to align with the Māori lunar Calendar or Maramataka, but it is always going to be on a Friday. I had a quick check for next year. It's going to fall on Friday 14th of July. And that's the last weekend of the Term 2 school holidays. So this is my little hot holiday tip for you. (laughs) That maybe you should get in quick if you want to book a winter getaway for next year's long weekend.
0: That was a great tip. Well spotted. (laughs) Thank you.
1: I know. I thought it was a very good one. Um, So this book, as I say, it was a little bit longer and it's got a a large collection of stories in there. So it would be a great pick for primary school or intermediate age tamariki in your life. And I think um, many adults, um, especially those who are interested in myths from around the world, will also find it a really rewarding read.
0: Yeah, now I heard um, Professor Matamua being interviewed by Kim Hill on Radio New Zealand last weekend. It was such an interesting um, conversation. He gave a a really good background um, into how he got started in his research and it was largely due due to his um, discovery of a 19th century manuscript that his own grandfather had cared for for many years. And it was an an astronomical uh, record containing the names of a th- over a thousand stars and 103 constellations, and it was written in Te Reo Māori. Um, oh, Amazing. And he said he's had a, an enormous task transcribing this because even the old fashioned write, handwriting was quite difficult to decipher, mm. as we, we know when you're looking at old handwriting. Of course, yeah. But um, his grandfather told Rangi Matamua to share the knowledge that this manuscript contained because he said that knowledge hidden. Isn't knowledge at all, and I thought, what a beautiful um, phrase, a beautiful saying.
1: That's, that sure is. That's really beautiful, and and we're, you know, seeing the beautiful results of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> today, yeah, this uh, in this special season. Well, my next one is by um, uh, an author who probably is quite well known to um, some of our listeners. Um, that's Sharon Holt. And she has written the latest book in her Te, uh, Te, Te Sing Along series called Puanga Me Matariki. Now, um, the way Sharon Holt writes these books is that she writes them um, as a picture book, but she also writes them so that they um, can be created to a song. And she writes the songs uh uh, along uh, with some collaborators to go along with them. And so when you borrow these books you always get the CD as well, which is really lovely. Now, this particular book um, is about Puanga and Matariki. So, Matariki is the star cluster that we see um, here in Tāmaki Makaurau and that marks the start of the season. Um, But Puanga is a star in the sky too. And according to some iwi here in um, Aotearoa, Puanga is the sign of the start of the new year for them. Now, um, I got this from the Te Papa website. Um, Puanga is given prominence mainly because some iwi struggle to see Matariki clearly from where they where they live. And so they look to the next uh, important star near Matariki, which is Puanga. And um, we may know that, uh, and by another name, it's also called um, Rigel. It's the brightest star in the Orion constellation. So um, tribes in Whanganui, Taranaki, parts of the far north, and parts of the South Island will recognize Puanga as the start of that season. Um, if you want to spot it, you'll see it. Um, it's uh, to the um, up and to the right um, of Matariki. So, this is um, Sharon Holt's third title with Matariki as a subject. Um, I've just had a chance to look at some sample pages of this one. Um, it's like our other books in this series, it's bilingual in Te Reo Māori and English. Um, it has a repetitive sentence structure, so it's really good for uh, for Pepe and Tamariki. And also for me, I'm a
0: complete beginner in Te Reo Māori. So, very useful for me, too. It's great. And that repetition is so good for us, isn't it? It's really good for that sentence, um, learning the structure.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, You can find the um, songs that are associated with each of the books on SoundCloud as well. um, So, with the short wayata. And in the back of the book, you'll find the guitar chords and lyrics if you want to play along. Um, You can find the whole. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? The whole of this series, um, including um, the new one, Puanga um, Me Matariki, can be found in our libraries. And they're also, um, quite a few of them are loaded as eBooks on our Wheeler's um, e-platform as well.
0: That's great information. Thanks for that, Enika. Now, the next one on our list, um, is an, a new book, um, and it's called Kua Feturangi Tia Toku Kuru. And, um, this is where, in this book, a young boy learns about the customs around celebrating. Matariki, and he learns them from his koro, his grandfather, and they watch the stars from the top of a mountain, they prepare their offering of food for the gods, and the boy also learns about te waka orangi and the tradition of calling out the names of loved ones who have passed away, so that they can become stars. I find this part really moving, actually. Mm. And, um, but then just before Matariki the following year, the boy's Koru suddenly dies. So the boy gathers and prepares food offerings and asks each family member to come up with him up the mountain when Matariki is due to rise. But everyone makes excuses and he feels really disheartened. Mm. But when he tells them what his koro taught him, they all climb the mountain before sunrise, and they follow the rituals their grandfather carried out, and they call out his name so that he can become a star. It's really, it's a beautiful one. Oh, that's lovely. So so that's um, highly um, recommended. Oh, and I don't think I said the author. That's Mm. um, by Brianne T. Pa. Sorry about that, Brianne. I neglected to do that. Now, the next one, this is a really fun one, um, and it's um Ko Flit, te, te Rai Raka Me Te Mahere by Kat Quinn. And um, this one was one of the storyline's notable books of 2021. And this is the third book in a series about Flit, the Fantail. So, um, in this book, picture book, we join Flit and his friends, Kitty the Kiwi and the wise old Ruru, as they explore the night skies to work out how to capture a sparkling star. And when the friends get lost, they follow the twinkling clues in the sky to find their way back home. So this is quite a joyous, joyous one. I love right. it. Lovely.
1: Now, today we've mainly, um, of course, been covering picture books um, and books for, for kids, But um, if you have a look at our podcast episode from last year um, covering Matariki, we really um, have a focus on books for adults too. So just rest assured that you can find books for all um, on Matariki at your local libraries. Right. So we're now going to go on and um, and talk about some books by some incredible um, Māori Wahine or Wahine Māori, I should say, Um, and... These irons are not Matariki, but we think it's a great chance to, um, to celebrate them and the work that they produced over the last year. So our first book we'll be covering is, um, and speaking about is How to Loiter in a Turf War by Coco Solid or Jessica Hansel, as um, she's also is also known. Um, it is a 2022 publication, so brand new off the presses, and you'll find it in our adult fiction um, New Zealand collection. So, how to launch your in a two of four? I have been hanging out for this book for ages, mm-hmm. and I nabbed it just last week. I'm so glad I ate it up, and I've read it way too fast. <laughs> so I'm going to have to read it again <laughs> before I get to give it back. So, this book fo- uh, focuses on three um, three young women, Tahoya, Q, and Rosina. Now, they're best mates from um, and they've grown up in the same neighbourhood in Tamaki Makaurau, Auckland. Tohoya is Maori and Filipina. She's a political science student, and uh, she describes herself as having resting intergenerational trauma <laughs> face,
0: uh, and
1: nice. <laughs> she has a secret crush. Mm. Um, now, Q is Tongan and Fijian, uh, mostly. Q um, is a sweet and sensitive secret bedroom poet, and they work at the local bakery. Um, and very generous with those leftovers at the end of the shift too. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosina is Hawaiian, Rarotongan, Samoan, and Irish. She thinks it's Irish, um, and she described she was described in the book as an aspiring art jerk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, um, Rosita is quick to ratchet up her her comebacks and her responses. She loves the drama. Um, she's also got a weakness for white boys, despite despite the past <laughs> douchebaggery she's experienced <laughs> from them. <laughs> now, um, the um, the girl's home is changing at an increasing and alarming pace. Um, They're noticing that gentrification is pushing up the rents and the house prices, and it's exerting pressure on the long-standing residents of their neighbourhood and their local businesses to pack up and go. But they're really well aware that they won't be going somewhere better if they leave, as they leave. Mm -hmm. Now, this is on land that once held a thriving Māori settlement, and Te notes, I guess people have always made a killing around here, one way or another, and the book is full of sharp observational, um, yeah, cutting wit and and um, yeah, strong points beautifully told in this book. Now Tahoya, as I said, is um is a student, her coursework sees her reading and returning to um excerpts of papers by her favourite um um, inspiring academic who is fictional but reads on the page as if they are um uh, absolutely real. P O P Ruta Chris. Now I loved this. this because there was an extracts of the work sprinkled throughout. It was just a great way to bring in another voice, um, another personal passion of the author, and another writing style. Piope's theories on colonisation and the urban environment were really affirming, and they, you can s- see how much strength they give to Tatoya and her own views and lived experience of living in Tamaki Makaurau at this time. Um, so. Uh, her writing helps um to join the dots of how this has happened in the past and it's happening to her in her world right now under different guises mm. and um, with different authorities. Now, this is a coming-of-age novel um, and it focuses on how friendships can sustain and strengthen you even as the diggers, diggers and the moneyed make their moves mm-hmm. on your hood. Um, but this is also really Coco Solid between two covers. It's it's quite amazing. Um, it's whip smart, full of feelings, and it's just an incredible showcase of her intelligence, her mind. She's got, you know, incredible creative chops. Um, Coco Solid is a, a multimedia artist, writer, musician, academic, um, yeah, screenwriter, th- um she can do anything, really. She's absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, uh, she's really something, isn't she? She's, she really yeah.
1: is. Yeah, she really is. And it's and it's uh, so much of it is here in this book. It's just incredible. You see, really, um, is a real strength of this book is you know you just see her versatility across so many different forms and styles of writing as well. Now, this book's only 170 pages, but like I say, it's just packed. Um, it's absolutely packed with incredible incredible creativity. Um, The story runs across just one day and night and it's told in 20 short, vivid scenes. It's interspersed with hand-drawn titles and little illustrations, um, poems by Q, pieces by um, P.O.P., an exhibition flyer with photographs of Rosina's, which, of course, are Coco Solid's artwork and their Mm. prices at the local community um, exhibition. Um, This book in itself is just an interdisciplinary art piece Mm. for, you know, just... What, $25, $30? <laughs> um, so the author's split different parts of herself across her three main characters, plus Piope, plus this academic that she's created. Um, she jumps between scenes of the girls together um, and also separately within their other relationships. So they all get their chance in the spotlight. And the girls, they show up for each other. They snap back at anyone who tries to drag them down. Um, you know by turns they're frustrated and furious they have fragile moments and then they're absolutely feeling themselves as they go out on the town they each have their own strengths but they really do gain a lot of power um from each other as a as a a female unit you know um supporting each other um excuses in the books in these situations you've either got to get a grip get a nerve or give in Mm mm-hmm Like I say, it was an amazing book to read. I loved it so much. I have to read it again. I would really recommend reading it as like an immersive one-shot reading experience if you can. And I think I'm going to be spending my birthday book vouchers on getting a copy of my own too.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's. I've only had a brief look at it, but I can't wait to to really get stuck into this one. It's It's, just. uh, Yeah. This is right up there of the books of the year for me so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Now, speaking of strong wahine, um, the next one on our list is um, Nuku, uh, Stories of a Hundred Indigenous Women. And this is by uh, Keane Matata Sipu. Um, And this was shortlisted for the Ockham Illustrated Nonfiction Prize. And um, Nuku opens with a karakia, kawa wahine, and a message for the next generation of Indigenous women, and now this is based. This book's based on the Nuku podcast series, which you can find on their website or any podcast provider. Um, and these ones in the book, um, carefully curated life stories of a hundred incredible Indigenous wahine, um, their successes, their learnings, their paths, what they hope for, and. Also, what they bring in with them into the future, and um, each one is accompanied by beautifully styled and shot portraits across both single and double spreads. So this book is is beautiful. It's another thing of beauty. Now, um, amongst these hundred women, you'll find activists, artists, politicians, athletes, producers, writers, community workers, lawyers, librarians, yay, educators. <laughs> researchers, scientists, entrepreneurs, those working in medicine, food, sharing, uh, those who are mums and mama to the next generation. Now, common themes running through the book um, include collective action, the value and power of Indigenous knowledge, influential women and the strength of stepping up and also, you know, sometimes stepping sideways into a new field. But overall having the confidence in what you can achieve on your own and with others so it's a it's a brilliant book and um, it's so thoughtful there's some um, three um, colored ribbons um, sort of manufactured into the book so you can mark those stories that you want to return to over and over again and um, there's also um, a great glossary of Todo Marori. Words used in the book. So this is a this is a great one. Um, it would may also make um, a beautiful birthday graduation present for Rangatahi. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: I saw Keane Matata Sipu um, speak in an event I was at a week ago. And, um, yeah, a very inspiring woman. Um, She's a journalist, a photographer, visual artist and social activist. And she's from right here in Tamaki Makoto, from
0: Ihumato. And she's also a mum. Yeah, she's another um, amazing, amazing woman. Mm. Well, look, I think I've got time to talk about one more. Book. Once again, we always run out of time in a cult. We need to have a, a longer session. But this is an, a new one um, by um, fabulous Witty Ihemida, just published, and it's called The Astromancer The Rising of Matadiki. And it's beautifully illustrated by Isabel Joy Teahaw White. Um, now, uh, the English version has been released at the same time as the Te Reo Māori version, which is called uh, Te Kokorangi, Te Aranga or Matariki. So now, I learned something this week. Um, I learned that an astromancer is a, somewhat of a cross between an astronomer and astrologer. Um, and it's a person who studies stars, basically. And so this book is beautifully illustrated and it's a story for children about the tradition and mythology of Matariki but it's also an adventure story. So in the book our female protagonist Te Kokarangi is a renowned astromancer, she who studies the stars. Now she's traveling um, among villages and she's looking for apprentices. She's chosen three boys but her last choice is proving to be quite difficult. So in the end, Te Kokurangi decides um, upon a girl, Aria, who insists on bringing her kuri, her dog, with her. And this part makes me very happy. So now Aria is an orphan and she's faced a lot of adversity in her young life, but her kuri has been her biggest supporter and her best friend. So as well as telling the story of Matariki, the book tells of a quest where all four children will be challenged beyond anything they could ever have imagined. And there's action in the sky and on the land. And this is all depicted beautifully in the words and pictures. So this is highly recommended for, for children probably aged about six plus. But children and adults will really enjoy sharing this one together. Now, all of these books that we've talked about today are available in our libraries right now. And I actually saw all of them on display at my local independent bookstore yesterday. So they'd make beautiful gifts for special people in your life, both young and old. So look, to our listeners today, thanks for tuning in. And take time to enjoy this gorgeous time of the year with this beautiful light in the sky. Happy reading. Hi, Dada. This program was brought to you by Auckland Libraries. Find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz The program next Sunday at 9:35 p.m. on 104.6 FM, or anytime online at planetaudio.org.nz/slash/books-and-beyond.